Well, good morning. I want to start this morning by reading a special prayer um, over the all different kinds of moms and situations that we have in the room this morning. This was given to me by my wife, Jen. And uh, so if you guys would, uh, just let me read this to you and maybe it will maybe speak to the hearts of some of the mothers in the room this morning. To those who gave birth this year to their first child, we celebrate with you. To those who lost a child this year, we mourn with you. To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, we appreciate you. To those who experience loss through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or running away, we mourn with you. I saw tears this morning for this very issue. Mom, you're loved. I know it's hard, right? And you're loved and you're cared for. To those who walk the hard path of infertility, fraught with pokes, prods, tears, and disappointment, we walk with you. Forgive me and forgive us when we say foolish things. I don't mean to make it harder than it is. Thank you for that. To those who are foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, boy, do we need you. To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, we celebrate with you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance with your children, we sit with you today. To those who lost their mothers this year, we grieve with you. To those who experienced abuse at the hands of your own mother, we acknowledge your experience. To those who lived through driving tests, medical tests, and the overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. To those who are single and long to be married and mothering your own children, we mourn that life has not turned out the way that you longed for it to be. To those who step-parent, we walk with you on these complex paths. To those who envisioned lavishing love on grandchildren, yet that dream is not to be, we grieve with you. To those who have emptier nest in this upcoming year, some graduations approaching, we grieve and rejoice with you. To those who place children up for adoption, we commend you for your selflessness and remember you hold that child in your heart forever. And to those who are pregnant with new life, both expected and surprising, we anticipate with you. This Mother's Day, we walk with you. Mothering is not for the faint of heart, and we have real warriors in our midst. We remember you. And I'd like to kind of maybe do something a little more lighthearted, and we're going to do some fun mom games at the end of service today, so get your game face on, mothers, right? But uh, I, I need three strong moms. Who are three strong mothers in this room right now? Any, any strong moms? All right, come on. Oh, she, no, you don't have to. Like, we're not going to make our moms come up. Lauren, you're getting voluntold, so there we go, all right? Uh, Brooke, Luke was voluntelling you. Come on up here, and I need one more. Come on, don't make me beg. You're, you're into my teaching time, moms. Let's go. Come on, here we go. Awesome, Jen, thank you for coming on up here. Awesome, come on up. Come on up, all right, thank you. All right, so moms, I want you to stand uh, right here. No, Luke, get off the step. That's my kid. I can talk to him like that, all right? So Lauren, now the, the steps will tip forward, so stand towards the back. Jen right here, and Brooke right up here. I'm going to give you a crayon. Uh, Jen, pick your color since you're my honey. Okay, there you go. This is my wife, Jen, by the way. I don't talk to all women at New City like this, all right? Um, there you go, Lauren. Okay, so actually, now, now I got three strong men here. So sir, what's your name? This is Luke. This is my son. What's your name, buddy? This is John. Who does John belong to? Awesome. Back here. Awesome. Oh, hey, that's one. And what's your name? Basil. Basil, who do you belong to? Where is she? There she is, right over there. Okay, that's her. All right. So, now, young man, here's the game, okay? The crayon is not for the girl behind you. I want you to take that crayon, all right? Take that crayon. I want you to put it in your hand as tight as you can. 
The job is I'm looking for the strongest mom who can get this little guy's hand pried open to take this crayon away, all right? So young men, turn around, face, face the mom, all right? And on the count of three, we're going to see just one hand. What is this double-handed stuff? One hand, one hand, yeah, one hand, all right? On the count of three, we're going to see who the strongest mother is. Ready? On your mark, get set, go. All right, guys, cheer them on, church, cheer them on. Cheer them on. Oh, you broke it. Don't count. You have to have both pieces. Got to have all of it. Got to have all of it. Oh, man, let's see. Tickle them. <laughs> what you're experiencing right here is, oh, Brooke got it. This is every day in the Miller household in a variety of situations, right? Let's give it up for Brooke and Basil. Good job, guys. Thank you. Good job, moms. Thank you, Jen. I do want to take a minute. It wasn't planned to have Jen up here. Man, she is my favorite mommy. I love her so much. She's leaving because she hates attention. But, yeah, she's great. So here's the thing. You know how tight they were holding onto that crayon? Right? Go ahead. Do that with me. Grab your invisible crayon. You, actually, you got one this morning, didn't you? Grab that crayon. And here's the thing. Sometimes as a pastor, it feels like I am trying to pry your hands away from your crayons. Right? And so today, I'm asking that you help me out. Right, you help me out, and you just loosen your grip. It's your crayon. It's yours, right? But loosen your grip because I'm curious what God might have for us this morning. Is that good? Now, I'm going to set up this right here because we're going to continue to use this illustration this morning. I introduced this to you last week, um, and this is really how to, excuse me, I'm not tall enough to see me. I'm a short guy, right? Um, but this right here is a great representation of... Um, Kind of one of the first things I uh, I learned as a as a young as a young person following Jesus when I was nineteen, one of the very first things I ever learned was about generosity. And since I was nineteen years old, I have shared my life. Don't know why I'm forty. I'll be forty one this year. But for the over twenty twenty years, I have not ever not been in a group of some sort where we talked about Jesus. Just what I've always done. When, I, when, I, uh, when, when Jesus found me when I was in college, that's when I started following the Lord pretty faithfully. I was a sophomore in college. And um, ever since then, I have shared my life by being in a group with other people, men and women, sometimes just men, sometimes co-ed, where I have invested in their life. And so that's just been a part. There was a season in my life when it was not yet. I wasn't doing it. And then I started to where it's just been something that I've done for the past 20 years. When I was 19, the first biblical principle I ever learned was the principle of the tithe. That's weird, I know, right? That's weird, but that's what I learned. And so since I was 19, while I was single, through my dating career, through, my, uh, through uh, getting married and all those sorts of things, right, I have I've been investing my tithe back into the ministry that God has uh, put me in. Typically, that plays out for me in my local church. That's what I've always done, right? And then finally, serve. There hasn't been a day... Right? Since I've been following Jesus on a Sunday that I've ever just gone to church. I don't understand you people who are totally content with just going to church. I don't. Ever since I've been 19, I have served whatever. When I was in Northeast Arkansas at Southside Community Church, check, make sure I'm not lying. Call them. They got a webpage. Pastor Charles Stoddard, ask him, right? I've been serving that church. When I took a job in South Florida and I went to work for Flamingo Road Church, now they're called Potential Church, I was always serving in addition to my job there. And even here at New City, there are things that I do, of course, in my role as lead pastor, but there's also ways that I serve this church beyond myself. Now, last week I asked you this question. See if I can do this again with a small sheet of paper. If you had to pick what kind of church you wanted to go to, 
Do you want to go, let's pretend this sheet can cover everything. Do you want to go to a church that is full of people who they not yet do those things? Where not, nobody really shares their life. There's no groups. Nobody really invests their income because we're so stretched in other ways. And nobody really serves their church. We just come and we leave. Like, is that the church that you want to go to? Like right now, mommy's in the room. Do you want your kids running wild and crazy next door? Or do you want good, loving, Jesus-loving people teaching your kids how to trust in and live like Jesus? It's B. You want to answer B. We don't want wild and crazy here, right? Nobody really is interested in going to this type of church. What we're interested in, all of us, is we want to be a part of a church where, man, it's just what we do. We share our life, duh. Of course we're generous in our, with our resources, duh. And yes, man, we serve in any way we can. That's the kind of church, guys, that I wanted to plant. It's the kind of church that we planted. It's now we have four of the, three of these expressions, about to be four, and, and, and God is continuing to bless us. Today I want to use this illustration, and it's going to have to choose, do you want to see me or do you want to see the box? And I'm guessing you'd rather see the box than me, but I'm going to move it over just a tad. So let's kind of jump in here. I want to talk to you uh, about today's big idea. Today's big idea is this. Today's big idea is, and it's there in your insert, if you want to pull this out with me, and also, on the aisle ways, we have our way that we help pastor and care for people. If you want to grab that and put your name on it and pass it down, that would be fantastic. be fantastic. But here's today's big idea. When you begin to share, when you begin to share your life, when you begin to invest your resources, when you begin to serve your church, you will feel discomfort. And what you do next is really, really important. This happens all the time. Like if we wanted to prove this this morning, we could go over to, we're not going to do this because it will be really mean, but we could go next door to our toddler room and we could take all their toys. What would they do if we took their toys? Would they go, hey, we love sharing. Well, probably your kid. But my kid would throw a fit, right? And they would say, mine, that's mine. And what I said last week is little kids grow up to big adults, Because sharing and giving away and investing and serving doesn't come natural. This is something that you have to be taught to do, right? Because you like your crayon and you want to hold on to it because it's yours. And nobody's going to take it and we put up fights. Man, uh, aren't you glad that adults don't act this way? Come on. Adults, we're the worst, right? We're the worst. Share your life? Matt, bro, that's when I watch Baywatch. Like, seriously, I can't make that group. You kidding me? Invest? I don't trust you with my money. You're out of your mind. You know what that last pastor did? I know what those televangelists do with my money, right? You have issues with that. Serve? Dude, I just want to go to church. I'm just so tired, right? I get it. That crayon, you hold on to it so tight because we're stretched thin. Um, uh, This happened three weeks ago in our kids' city. This is pretty funny. All right, now, the, the mom of this, uh, this child was like, don't show this on Mother's Day, but it just way it worked out, and it's funny. Um, but Maddox, in our preschool, in our preschool room, brought his, uh, I, I, his, brought his little iPod to church. And it, the iPod became a distraction in his class, and so his teacher, Ms. Sabra, said, hey, Maddox, I need the iPod. Now, what do you think Maddox did? Oh, he was mad. <laughs> he got so mad. Let's show this picture, please. He took his glasses off, and he just snapped them into three pieces. He was angry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jamie. Michael. Awesome. And this was him holding them afterwards. Because I, I did text Jamie, and I said, Jamie, can I please tell this story with your permission? And Maddox is grounded, if you're curious of what happened. He's in, he's in kid prison right now. He's in kid prison. 
But have you ever just kind of wanted to snap because somebody took your thing? Right? And it's mine. And it's took us that's awesome. Sorry, Jamie and Michael. I apologize. <laughs> what he did actually is really biblical. Because if you're going to evolve in your generosity, you will feel discomfort and you will feel pain. Right? Let me bring you to a scripture. This is a famous story found in the Gospel of Mark. Mark tells this story. And uh, it's uh, one of those parables where Jesus, or not a parable, it's one of those times when Jesus talks to a guy who has a lot of crayons. Right? He's got his stuff and he says this. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, in some form or some way, you're asking that question this morning because you're at church, right? And so there is something spiritual in your life that you're looking to, to understand and to get a hold on. And so, like, it may not be that particular question, but you're here uh, for some reason. And so, good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, and this young man would have known the commandments because that's what he would have been taught growing up in a Jewish uh, uh, community, growing up where the temple is the focal point. Like, like, you might not know the Ten Commandments. I promise you, this young man knew them, and he knew them well. Jesus says, you know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and, what's that word? Loved him. Jesus loved this guy, and so he's going to speak some truth into his life. One thing you lack, and again, he's saying it to this individual guy. This is not a corporate message that gets pressed upon you. This is what Jesus said to this one guy. It may be applicable to your situation, but don't go and say, wow, Pastor Matt said today that I have to do this very next thing. No, no, no. This is what Jesus said to this one guy. He looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, Jesus said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have a treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man was excited and did cartwheels and hoops for joy. Is that what it says? No. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Mine. Now, what I want to bring your attention to this morning is that the story doesn't say that the man didn't do it. It just says the man walked away sad. Like if Jesus came to me this morning and said, Matt, I know you love me. But I know you're looking for, like, how do you love me more? One thing you lack, brother, you need to go sell your Jeep. Now, listen. I, one, I'm going to make sure, I'm going to ask a clarifying question, right? I'm I'm not going to jump to a conclusion, right? But I will do it, but I would be sad. Here's what I know. When you follow Jesus, and when you're going to get serious, I'm not saying he asks you to sell your Jeep. I don't think Jesus asked me to do that. Thank you, Jesus, right? <laughs> but what Jesus does is he does wiggle his way into your calendar. He wiggles his way into your schedule. He wiggles his way into your checkbook. He wiggles your way into your time, and he says, I want a piece of that. I, I, I want to live through you. This is not a service, a teaching about teaching you how to give. This is a message teaching you how to live. Because here's the thing, right? If this is your life, Jesus wants you to be completely full of generosity, right? Here's some little plastic beads that we're going to love to clean up later, right? But Jesus wants to fill you up with all kinds of good stuff, right? He wants to fill you up. Come in here. Get in there, B. Right? He wants to fill you up. Oh, they're going to go. Oh, I'm going to fill them all up. Let's do this. Let's just make a big mess. Okay. He wants to fill you up with all kinds of goodies. Okay. I need that. 
Sorry. <laughs> Jesus wants to fill you up. Okay? He, he wants your life to be full. Because do you guys know that Jesus is a generous God? Think about the Father. God loved us so much that He gave, not one of many, but His only Son, that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. Like God is the ultimate giver. And Jesus, everywhere He went, He made the place better. He made the best wine. He was the best caterer. Right? He, he was the best doctor. As our elder Charlie Blair says, the only thing Jesus wasn't good at was a mortician. Because every dead person he got around, they came back to life. Right? <laughs> Like, Jesus was a generous, he never, he never didn't make it better, right? Last week we talked about this kingdom mentality, but Jesus makes it better. And so you look, if you want to look at your answer here, you look most like Jesus when you are your most generous. So whenever you choose to help somebody, whenever you choose to share your life, invest, serve, you are looking more like Jesus than at any other time. Yes, more than when you are just got your nose in your Bible trying to learn something new. When you are serving, when you're investing, when you're sharing, that is when you look the most like Jesus because that's what Jesus did and that's what he tells us to do, to go and do the very same thing as we make disciples in that, in that regard, right? And so here's some things that you want to write this in. You look most like Jesus when you share your life. You look most like Jesus when you invest your resources. You look most like Jesus when you serve your church. That's when you look the most like Jesus. When you say, no, it's mine, you look most like you. When you say, no, Matt, it's my time. I don't have time for that group. I don't have time to start that. I don't have time to give that. I don't have the financial space. I, I can't do that. that. You look a whole lot like you. But, man, when you get outside of that and you begin to go, you know what? It's not mine. God has given to me. I'm going to use it for his kingdom. You look a lot like Jesus. Here's a question I have for you this morning. Right? Today is a take-home exam, by the way. Today, I am lobbing up a kairos for you, and what I'm just saying is I'm lobbing up an issue for you to process on what does God want you to do next. I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to lob it up, and you're going to get to uh, understand kind of where you are. So here's a question I have for you this morning. How much do you want to look like Jesus? Do you want to look like Jesus a little bit, or do you want to look like Jesus a whole lot? I want you to look like Jesus a whole, whole lot. But you can't do that with the attitude of mine. You have to feel some discomfort. Just as the, young, the rich young ruler, he walked away sad because, wow, Jesus, that's going to be really hard. Yeah, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Finally, here on the bottom of this page, it says this, it is completely possible for you to really look like Jesus. Now, here's the thing. Let me step on your toes. Don't tell me that you can't do these things. I've been doing them for over 20 years. Did them when I was single. Did them when I was dating. Did them when I was trying to date. God bless those times. <laughs> I did them when I was engaged. I did them when we got married. We even did these things when we had twins. So don't use your one baby as an excuse. I had two. <laughs> Stop it. If you have three, you're off the hook, right? <laughs> but no, no, no. Listen, it is completely possible for New City to look like a church that is full of people who completely are wholeheartedly into sharing and investing and serving. Like, we can do this stuff, but we're all going to have to take a step probably, right? Because if we were all doing this, I probably wouldn't be giving this message. You ever thought about that? Matt, wait, you mean Pastor Matt talks about things that he sees in our church? Yeah, you're coming, you're getting it, right? So we have room to grow at New City in each of these areas of our life. And this morning, I want to I help you on what that might look like for you. If you'll turn to the back side of your insert this morning. 
and you were this morning when you came in, you were given a crown, right? Here's what I would ask you to do. I want you to take just a little bit of time, and don't just start coloring on your paper yet, but you have this box. It looks like this right here. And I want you to color the blocks of where you are in each of those three areas, all right? Listen, this is not, you're not going to turn this in, okay? But here's what, here's what I want. It's a self-assessment. Let's just focus on share real quick. When you think about sharing your life, you're in a group, you're hosting a group, you're in some kind of gathering where you talk about Jesus. Not yet, I mean, you don't do it. First time, I just started one or I've just gotten one. Sometimes, which means, ah, when I can, right? Often, yeah, it's kind of what I do. Or, man, you're up here, that's just what I do. So, like, if, you, if that's just a part of your life, you would color all the way, you would color all the blocks. But if you haven't done it yet or you just started, you would just color the first two. Does that make sense? Okay? Same thing with invest. Do you give a percentage of your income away? Notice I didn't even say to New City. I would love for you to trust me with your resources in this ministry that we have. I think we have a great ministry. I think we have a generous ministry. Last year we gave away, outside of New City Church, over $100,000. Go God. That's pretty awesome, right? I love that. Okay. But I know that there are hurdles to come over because you have an opinion on what churches do with your money. However, hear me, hear me, I can't be the reason for you not to be generous. And so until you trust me, pick a neighbor, pick an employee that you work with, pick a friend, pick a family member, and you choose to bless them with a percentage of your income. You don't get to say, well, I don't trust Matt, so it's all mine. No, that's fine. You don't trust me. I'll earn your trust. But until I earn it, man, you invest it in the place of your choosing. But you give it on purpose and you give a percentage. I believe in the tithe, 10%. That's what, that's what I personally believe. If you don't do that yet and you, and you live off of 100% of everything that you earn, then you're right here. But I do believe that God can be more faithful with your 10 than you can be with your 100. And I think God can bless your 90% more than you can handle your 100. It's my opinion. 20 years ain't gone broke yet. Now, there's always tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Right? But if you don't do that, then not yet. Maybe you're going to start for today. And today's the first time you're going to be generous financially in your entire life. Right? Maybe you do it sometimes when you feel like you have enough. Maybe you do this often, or this is just who you are. Color in your block on that line. Be honest with yourself, okay? And then over here, serve. No, I don't serve yet. I'm too busy. Okay, that's fine, right? But maybe you just started serving. Maybe you said yes to summer, and you have picked one of our eight weeks of serving in our kids, kids our family ministries, which is preschool, elementary, and student ministry. Maybe you picked one of those weekends, and you're going to, or several, and you're going to jump in and serve. Maybe you just joined the worship and tag team. Maybe you just joined the ushers or the first impressions or the cafe. Maybe you said, hey, I just want to serve, and I'm going to be around, and you just help in a variety of ways. Great, first time, sometimes, often, whole life. Where are you? Will you fill that in? Color it. That's for you to see because I'm about to lean into it, all right? Because like a good friend, we accept you just the way you are, but we love you too much to leave you that way. Why do I talk about these things? I want to be a part of a church where the people have a whole life type of generosity. That's what I want to be a part of. Do you know how tiring a church would be to be a part of where we can't get anybody to do anything? Dude, no fun. If you had to pick between fun and no fun, what are you picking? Come on. If you had to pick between fun and no fun, what are you picking? Fun. Yeah. So let's have some fun. See, like, this is not just up to me. I, I play my part in this. But this is as, like, if you call New City Church home, like, if you're just visiting today, you can just let this go right over your head. But if this is where you come to worship and where you come to engage and you say and you tell people and you think, oh, New City's my church, man, I'm asking you to get to this place where we can become this church. It's up to us, not just me. 
Now, have you colored your box in? All right, you got to do this now. Don't like, like, I'm not going to do it. I don't like to color. No, come on, play along, all right? (laughs) Here's the thing. I know we want this, but here's the truth. If you only sometimes... Share your life. And when it comes to giving, you sometimes give. And you think about serving, you're like, yeah, you know what? Um, I just started. So we'll go here first time. Thank God for student pastors, Jake, that get to clean this up after service. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. No matter what you want, no matter what you want, you can only hold, hey, you can only hold your lowest portion. God can only fill you up so much. God, I, know, I know you want Jesus to go, man, woo! But he can only fill you up on what he can be willing to know that you're going to use properly. And so this is what I want to ask you this morning. I gave you some questions, not to fill them out here, but for you to process. What is your next block? Based on what you did, this was just an example, but based on how you filled out, what is your next block in sharing your life, investing your resources, serving your church? Write that in. Like, what is, like, don't, don't explain it away, just what is the next block? Right? Don't commit to do anything. I just want you to identify, oh, my next block would be this. Okay, question number two. What discomfort rises when you think about adding this block? Like when you think about giving money away, what is the discomfort? Remember the rich young ruler, his face fell and he was saddened. Right? Like, man, if you want me to serve at church, like, what, what kind of pain? Just be honest. I don't want to do that or I can't do that because and whatever that reason might be. Number three, here's a personal question for you. Why is adding this block important to your life? Like, why would this be important to you? Right? Because you've got to have a good why. Like, why in the world is it important to you that you become a first-time or a whole-life generosity type of person in serving? Like, why does that even matter to you? And finally, here's a question for us as a church. Think about your neighbor. Think about the person you're sitting beside. Why is adding this block important to the ministry of New City Church? In your own opinion, right? Just for your own reasoning. Why is it important? I want to end with another scripture, a parable that Jesus gave. Sean, if we can put that parable up. Uh, it's not in your insert, so you're going to have to look at the slides. It's in your scripture. But this is a parable that Jesus talked about two sons. And this is what he said. He said, hey, guys, what do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. The boy answered, I will not. I will not. I will not add a block. Like Dr. Seuss. Okay. All right. And... Um, but later, but later, he changed, he had a change of heart and he went, okay? The father went to the other son and said the same thing. And the boy answered, I will, sir, but did not go. Next slide. Which of the two did his father's will? They said the first. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, tax collectors and prostitutes will go ahead of, ahead of you into the kingdom of God. For John came to you in the way of righteousness and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and prostitutes did believe. Although you saw this, you did not later change your minds and believe him. God is calling each of us as an opportunity to give more of ourselves away. He's given you an opportunity. And if you're like, Matt, I can't do that here, that's fine. But you've got to know this. Whatever your context is... You look more like Jesus when you choose to give yourself away.
And I want Jesus to be able to look at my life and to look at the life of this church and say, man, I can fill that place up. I can fill that place up because that church can hold it. Because that church is ready for it. Because that church is full of people who will share their life and invest their resources and serve their church. God is doing some fantastic things in New City. Some of you don't know this. But we have three locations going this morning right now. Shawnee, Miriam, and Edgerton. Edgerton launched three years ago in a town of about 1,600 people. When we were given that church, there was about eight people attending. Did you know that two Sundays ago they baptized their 101 person? Guys, that's fantastic. In a little bitty church, you have people who are choosing a whole life type of generosity, and God is doing amazing things. Don't even get me started about Shawnee. Like in two weeks, we're going to old Shawnee days. You can volunteer in, in the food tent. First 60 people that serve in the food tent, you get a free awesome T-shirt. The rest of you got to buy it for 15 bucks. All right? So you better get on the app and or the website and log in if you want to. If you want to get a free, it's a cool shirt too. One of our uh, Ray Peoples, our Marian pastor, designed it. It's awesome. Uh, but but like that's a way for us to to serve, right? To serve our city, to serve each other, and eat awesome cheese fries, right? We've got stuff. We got groups that are coming up this summer. Diana Bartell, who is our connections pastor, she's got some city groups that are starting. We've got ways for her to get you connected. We got some men's activities coming up, and when those things do, it's an opportunity for you to add a block. I mean, I'm telling you, man, you give me a people. You give me a people who are serious about these three areas of life, and I'll show you a church that's stinking dangerous in the kingdom. Man, that's what we want to be. Amen? Happy Mother's Day. Because think about it real quick. Don't our moms live up here at home? Right? Like my mom did. She does. Her name is Becky Miller. She might be watching on Facebook Live. But, man, my mom was a whole life generous type of mom. Right? She was the chauffeur. I don't remember what I was like at three, but I'm sure I was awesome, right? <laughs> um, but, man, to you moms today, um, here's the thing. Sometimes us families, we don't do the best job of letting you know that you're appreciated. I want you to know that God sees you, right? And I don't know if you even believe what I'm sharing, but God sees you. He appreciates your effort in raising your child in the way they should go. And for you moms in the room, who are like, Matt, it's really hard right now in whatever phase you're in, and I could use some prayer. Here's what I want us to do. I want us all just to bow our head and close our eyes. And if you're a mom who needs some prayer, I want you to raise that hand. If you're a mom that needs some prayer, and I'm going to ask our prayer leaders, I'm going to ask our elders to find those hands and to pray over you in these next few minutes. So elders and prayer leaders, if you guys could move right now. Moms, keep that hand up if you need, somebody, if you need some prayer. We want every mom we prayed for. We have three up here on the front row. Staff in the room, you guys can participate in this as well. Help us out. We may not, we may not be able to get around to everybody. I have to move around and do multiple prayers. Michelle, yeah, jump up there. Good. Curtis. There to Tosh Sabra, thank you, Sabra. Awesome. Jesus, thank you for these mothers. And we ask a special blessing on them right now. God, that you would encourage them in the midst of parenting. We would ask that you would bless them in the midst of a heartbreak or really a lot of excitement. Jesus, thank you for your love. Moms and dads, both in the room, be reminded. No one ever expects you to parent in isolation. 
Don't do it alone. Lean on your church family. Partner with your Kid City family, your student ministry family. Let us walk with you. Let us go with you throughout the week. Let us build a relationship so that you know you're known and you're not alone. We love you, Jesus, and we love you, moms. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask our ushers to come forward at this time. We're going to conclude our day of, uh, of worship by being generous to God as He's been so generous to us. And maybe even today, you get to take your next step. You get to add a block in the specific line of investing your resources. Maybe you begin to trust God, even if you don't trust me, on what you're going to do next. And so uh, I'm going to ask our ushers to come forward. And as they do, I want to pray for us. Father, thank you for this morning. Again, we lift that up to you. May you bless our generosity as we continue to bless those in our neighborhood and in our city and actually those around the world. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.